everybody. Welcome to the It's A Lot Y'all podcast. It's episode four. I can't believe we're here. I'm so excited. I'm Allie D. With me is producer Nicole. And my, oh my, do we have some breaking news going down in the Mavs sports world. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. My goodness. So exciting. So exciting. Big trade. So uh, let's see. We've got Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith going to the Nets, plus the 2029 first round pick. Some other situations happening. Kyrie Irving's coming here to join us. He's coming to do a little dance in Dallas. I just made that up. I love it. <laughs> he's such a dominant point guard player. And I really think that he's going to be good with the team and really ball out. Yeah, he's going to be a baller. Shock caller. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I do want to say I love Spencer Dinwiddie. I just feel like he is just like, I don't know. He's such a sweet soul and just mm-hmm. seems like the nicest guy. I remember when I, after I had my baby, I came back to host the like special season ticket holder gala thing that we do. Mm-hmm. And I think he had just hit like a huge shot the night before, like the game winning buzzer beater, like every NBA player dreams of this shot. And so I got to ask him a little bit about that before I had him lip sync to in vogue which was really cool so anyway it's Spencer Dinwiddie Dorian Finney-Smith we love you you're amazing thank you um, yes bittersweet fans. but I'm really excited to see what the team's gonna do now I think it's gonna be a great addition to the Mavs so Super welcome excited. Kyrie I know eight-time NBA all-star uh, NBA champion with the Cavs your former team so you guys have that in common yeah and here we are in Dallas making it happen speaking of Dallas Whoa, did we ever have the freeze drama of the year? We had the Isapalooza, if you don't know, which is what I'm calling it, here in Dallas last week. So we had four days where we were iced in. Now, before you people from the north get all snippy snappy and say people in (laughs) Dallas don't know what they're doing and don't know how to drive in the snow, this is not snow. This Mm -mm. is ice. This is a literal ice skating rink over the entire city of Dallas. If you went out, you were going to end up on Dallas, Texas TV, Instagram. You know that page where they yes. share all the crazy <laughs> Dallas. If you were going outside, you could guarantee you were on that page because you were slipping and sliding all over DFW. So that was a mess. So the ice storm moved in on Monday. We were playing the Pistons. So the Mavs called me on Monday. They're so nice. And you guys, I live 90 miles from the arena. And they said, Allie, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a good idea because the ice is supposed to start, you know, right about during your 90 mile commute home. And exactly. guys, I live way out in the country. I mean, there is no, um, you know, de-icing of the roads or any preparation that goes on out here. So I was really grateful. They're like, just stay home. And I said, great. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Cause it's supposed to be nice and sunny. The ice storm will be gone by then. But sure enough, the ice storm had not left us by Thursday. I was stuck in my house Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, I was able to finally leave because my driveway was just solid ice. It was insane. And we had this happen about the same time last year. I'll never forget because it was my first ice storm. But when Allie's saying slippery sliding and the Dallas, Texas Instagram, okay, literally right outside my apartment, there was a video and it was car after car slipping and sliding. So if you were on the road, you shouldn't have been there. But I will say I was fortunate enough to get out Monday to go to the game. The Pistons play the Mavs on Monday night. 
So coming home from the game, it was starting to get icy. The Pistons even stayed in Dallas all the way until Thursday. They were stuck here because they couldn't get out. And Thursday, when the Pels were coming into town, we almost thought it was going to be postponed. But the Pels arrived at like 2 o'clock for a 7.30 tip-off. And as the Pels, this is what I've heard, as the Pels were landing at DFW, the Pistons bus pulled out and they were finally able to leave Dallas. Wow. Um, so it was a crazy ice storm. I myself was stuck at home and I just was so ready to get out. I was iffy about going to the game on Thursday, but I just was, you know, 10 and two, <laughs> taking it slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you texted me and you were like, I don't know if I should go. And I knew you were going to go, you know, because like, you're just not going to miss work. So uh, of course I couldn't make it Monday. And then I, again, could not make it in on Thursday, which I thought was going to be no problem. But the funny thing about that piston story is my dad lives in Michigan. And so he texted me <gasps> on like Wednesday. That. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, the game is canceled here because the Pistons haven't been able to make it back from mm -hmm. Dallas. They're stuck in the ice storm. I had no idea that the Pistons had been there for three days, just waiting on the ice to lift. So, you know, if these NBA teams are grounded, that there is a lot going on. So please do not judge us. Yes. Ice storms are crazy here. And by the way, I spent four days eating pure total garbage. I mean, I was <laughs> on the pizza bandwagon. I was eating mac and cheese. I was just eating all of the bad things, just cooking, you know, and baking cookies and brownies because you're just with the kids. I'm trying to entertain them, just eating all the right. junk. So I felt like last night, finally, I was like, I haven't had a vegetable in five days. So <laughs> I beelined it to the grocery store and I'm just loading up on all the vegetables. So I'm getting carrots and broccoli, mushrooms, everything just to kind of like detox and rehydrate blueberries, you name it. I had made a list of all the superfoods and I was going to get it. So anyway, so I'm doing all my shopping at Brookshire's and the funniest part of it is, so I buy $180 worth of vegetables and good food. I know the groceries are so expensive. I've got $8 eggs, you know, all the things, <laughs> so, which I'm so mad about. I was like, really? Cause I, we eat eggs every day and a family mm -hmm. of four, we're eating like six eggs every morning. So we're going through a lot of eggs at this point. Not now we, we got to talk about me raising chickens, which is yes. on the horizon. I don't know. But so anyways, I leave the grocery store and I was so hungry. I beelined it straight to Brahms and got the four <laughs> cheeseburger and French fries. So after all that, spending all that money on vegetables, I went straight to Brahms and got the hamburger and the French fries and just caved. I ate, <laughs> caved and I ate it on the way home. But funnier thing is, is I then ended up texting you and being like, oh my gosh, I'm just so tired of eating crap. And I said, here's a little picture of my you snack. Did. Yeah. And, and guys, this picture was pathetic it was a paper plate with like three carrots one piece of broccoli like a half a mushroom <laughs> it looked like rabbit food hey i felt better this morning though okay like i i felt a lot better so those little vegetables go a long way so we need to have like I, this is not even for, probably for this podcast but i need to know if eating a little plate of vegetables at night is like the best time of day to eat vegetables and the reason why i say this is because i feel like while you're sleeping your body's doing a lot of like repair work Mm -hmm. And I feel like the vegetables are, were giving my body like all the stuff it needs to do whatever. And I felt great this morning. So anyways, I have no scientific evidence or proof hey. of any of that, but I just want to say maybe it's possible. I don't know. Eat your veggies at night, people. Eat your veggies at night. Um, okay. Let's talk about more big sports news coming up. The Super Bowl. Yeah, so excited. I just noticed you have a Saints hoodie on today. <laughs> 
I got to represent, breaking you know, news, let everybody know you're <laughs> breaking news yeah. from Louisiana, born and raised, huge Saints fan. I literally bleed black and gold. I just feel like I needed to put this out there because we've been talking a lot of Cowboys. I know my heart's with the Saints. I know, love, it's okay. love you Cowboys for work, but who that? <laughs> you guys, Nicole's not even joking a little bit when she says she bleeds black and gold. She went to Europe this season yes. to watch the Saints play in, was it London? In London, yes. Oh my gosh. We'll have to put that on the list of things we need we'll to talk, talk about. We'll talk about that. NFL in Europe, because that's awesome. But we do have a big game coming up here in the States. It is the Super Bowl. We've got two great teams. The Chiefs and the Eagles. Who am I rooting for? You know, I got to go with the Chiefs. Yeah. I got to go with Patrick Mahomes. Love I got to go with Travis Kelsey. Really? Because I'm not a fan of the Eagles. I don't like, you know, their fan base. Who is? I know. I'm like, I mean, ew. <laughs> so I can't pull for the Eagles. I don't really want to pull for the Chiefs, but if I had to pick, I'm going with the Chiefs. You and I were talking about also the podcast that we love, the Calm Down Podcast, which is so, so good. Shout out. Favorite. Favorite. I listened to it today. They put me in such a good mood. I absolutely love those two. Aaron Andrews, Carissa Thompson, you are freaking dolls. Anyways, they had a little interesting conversation yeah we were talking about and we have got to find out so speaking of like the super bowl obviously mm -hmm. the kelsey brothers are facing off so they were talking about an interview that they were doing with travis kelsey and how travis kelsey always just smells the best i mean <laughs> fine what's the word we're going for they just say delicious, like he, i don't yeah, know delicious like he just smells so good so they were talking about trying to figure out what cologne he's using so i've been so involved like okay they gotta tell us the cologne so last episode carissa thompson briefly mentioned that she found out that it was lv it was louis vuitton cologne oh. now the question is which cologne is travis kelsey wearing because there's like 15 lv colognes we need to know i need to we find need, out the details we need the info are you a cologne girl or like perfume girl or what I mean, I'll, I have obviously like my perfumes, but I'm not super big on them, but I do love cologne. Yeah. Like if a mm -hmm. man smells good, <laughs> oh, we're going to find out what that LV cologne is from Carissa. We're going to be sliding in the DMs for sure. If anything, though, guys, I'm more excited about this halftime show. The halftime performance, Rihanna making a comeback. I am so excited. It's been forever since she's performed. I just know she's going to come out and be like, I still got it. She's going to kill it. I mean, wow. I know. I, I wonder if she's going to have like a new song she's going to release shortly or something or what's going to go on. But you guys, Rihanna is an outstanding performer. <sighs> and I know you said there's been a little bit of talk, like if she's going to have a guest or what's going to happen. And I'm just like, no, I don't want like it's Rihanna, but 10 other people like these Super right. Bowl acts. I really feel like a lot of times they don't get what they deserve, which is just them on the stage mm -hmm. solo, like JLo and Shakira. When that combo, I was like, man, yes. each of them should have had their own Super Bowl performance. Super Bowl. I mean, it was cool to see that little Netflix special on that whole deal. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like that a lot of times they want to bring like too much and you can't just enjoy that one artist for everything that right. they are. These people are so talented. They've worked their whole freaking careers to get to this point. So anyways, what I'm saying is Rihanna's amazing. She could do it on her own. I love all her music. Everything about her is just so 
artistic and superstar. What a career to be like, oh yeah, I performed at a Super Bowl. I think if she does bring somebody out, maybe it'll just be for a song or two, but I really want the focus mainly to be on her. So actually I did see Rihanna live one time and it was, I don't get to go to concerts like for fun. I'm always working. So <laughs> this was a work trip. I was there emceeing the NCAA final four big party that they have, the Capital One party. And mm -hmm. Rihanna was like, I think she was like the last act of the day, of course. I think she was like the big headliner. And it was in Indianapolis. And it was it's such a great town, by the way. Indianapolis. Really? Like, oh, yeah, it's so cute. They've got all these like bridges that connect. So if it's freezing outside in downtown, you don't have to like get out in the elements. You could just like hop on these little bridges to go from place mm. to place. Really cool. Anyways, totally awesome place. Great little downtown. And she was there performing. And like I said, I was there emceeing. And so I got to, you know, basically just stand in front of the stage and watch her. And I was just overwhelmed by the amount of sheer coolness is all I can say. She is just such a vibe. Everything about her. She had on this like amazing fur coat and she had like the little fan machine blowing, but she had this like crazy fur coat on that just stole the show. But at the end of the day, it's about her raw talent and mm -hmm. you know, all that her singing and her emotions and the songs and they're written so well. I just love her. I'm really looking forward to halftime. I could care less about the game. <laughs> I know. No, I know. It's true though. Like halftime in the commercials, like any commercial that has a Clydesdale in. Yes. I'm like, I'm all in. I'm tears, you know, where the little baby Clydesdale. Clydesdales. Have you, by the way, ever worked a Super Bowl and or been involved in one? You know, I actually, I have. Oh. I never worked the actual game, yeah. but I did one year. This was like way before I got into sports, but I knew I wanted to go this direction. And I was doing everything I could to make connections. I ended up volunteering for the Super Bowl that was in Houston. So I worked all the events leading up to it. Yes, it was great. It was a crazy experience. Oh I didn't actually get to work the game, but all the outdoors events and all the things leading up to the actual game, I was a part of. So wow. that's on the bucket list. One day I'm going to get to Super Bowl. I know. Me too. What are we going to do? I don't know. We got to figure out a way to get down there. Yes. It'd be awesome. We didn't say in the beginning of the show, but obviously I'm on camera. She's a stage manager. We work in sports. Welcome to the show. We're 20 minutes in. <laughs> but tell us about your new pregame activities that you've been doing with the Dallas Mavericks because I could see you guys when Nicole and I were working one of the very first games this season, I could just see she was, she was not really involved in the pregame stuff because that wasn't part of her position. It was really just to help me and the other talent. And so I could tell that she was a little bit nervous about what goes on pregame because there are a lot of moving parts. Yes. A lot of stuff happens. And she was kind of sitting on the side twirling her thumbs like, I feel like I need to be out there. But Allie, it's not. I don't know how to just bust out there because what happens in production, there is so many things going on and we have our Mavs sales team and mm -hmm. that kind of thing doing these functions that end in production. That's what we're trained in. So dive on in. Tell me what happened. Yes. All of a sudden you're involved in pregame and that is not by accident. I am involved in pregame and I could not be more excited. Pregame is honestly one of my favorite parts because it's so much happening so quickly. And it's right before tip off. So 
I have been able to help out with all the live shots, all the co-captains meeting, the game ball delivery. I've just kind of inserted myself in because to Ali's point, we do have great people with the sales organization. They've been doing it. So they're kind of familiar with the live shots, but they're not necessarily on headset listening to when we're actually going to go live. And the thing with live entertainment is things can change anytime. Your camera guy could be missing. We might have to switch some things around because the players are still warming up on the court. So we can't get prime time out. Just little things like that, that you don't necessarily think about. Yeah. And can I say that the the reason why that that is so great is because when we have pregame going on, it's usually like 10 kids. We've got a group coming in to sing the anthem. Someone's getting honored here and there. So a lot of people that aren't familiar, obviously they're not doing this kind of stuff for their job. They're here to be honored or to have this special activity. So you want to keep their focus on having fun and enjoying the experience. And that's where I feel like the sales team really can help because they are there to just be like the relationship person and to have fun with these people and let them know that it's going to be great. Hey, smile. We're having a good time. You don't want them sidetracked with stuff that you should be worrying about, which is like when we're going live, has the buzzer hit? Where's the cameraman? Exactly. that off of their plate and putting that on your plate where it's so easy for you. You're comfortable to do it and they can focus on entertaining the guests. The I think clients, yes. Great. So tell us a little bit more about exactly what happens pregame though, because there is so much. So take us through like a little bit. So a couple lucky fans get chosen to be the ball kid of the game. So what happens is that they are able to go on court and shoot around before the game even starts. So wow. these lucky kids. I didn't even know that. Yes. These lucky kids get selected. They get to go on court, shoot with the balls that the players are going to be playing with in about 30 minutes. And they just kind of get to shoot some hoops, make some layups, make some free throws. And then during this time, we also, we set up a live shot. They get to be on the big screen and then get to shoot around. So there's not only the ball kids, there's also this Dr. Pepper six man. Not only do they get to take home a jersey, they get to shoot around on the court and they also have their live shot. And then my favorite part is the co-captain of the game and then the game ball delivery, which is just such a cool experience for a fan. Sometimes I think that we may get a little used to or take for granted being on the court, but sometimes I have to sit back and realize, you know, this fan may have never touched the court before. So it's such an experience in their eyes. They get to not only touch the court, they get to go center court. So what happens with co-captain, it's at the five minute mark every game, they get to stand in the captain's meeting. So they're in the captain's meeting with all the refs of the game and then the captains of each team. So from the opposing team and from the Mavs. A really cool thing, they get to be in that meeting, get to have a photo with the players, sometimes an autograph. So it's just really cool to set that shot up, get to see the fan. They are just soaking it all in, so excited to be around these players. And then we have the game ball delivery. So some special fan gets to hold the official game ball um, to kind of kick off the game. So it is, like Ali said, a lot of moving pieces. And I'm glad that I've been able to help execute certain things. Because like you said, you know, our sales team, they're really trying to connect with their clients or make sure that they're having a good time. And I don't feel like they need to be worried about all the logistics. They're there to be like, you get to do this. It's so cool. You're on the big screen. Let me take a photo while you're on the big screen. And you know why that that is so 
fun to hear because one of the best things I think about our jobs is getting to interact with the fans because they get these mm-hmm. cool special moments that we sometimes get like, eh, we, you know, we've been there, we've been doing it for so many years. We forget that like we're standing on the court of an NBA team and we're doing this amazing yes. thing day in and day out. But when you get to bring a fan down there and you see the joy and the happiness in their eyes or when they're getting ready to play Whataburger fries or something on the big <laughs> screen, like it's just so exciting to see the excitement in their eyes and it gets me jittery. Like I get nervous and excited for them because I'm like, we're about to do something that is a once in a life time experience, experience. for these people. Yep. I mean, so it's so important that you and I and everyone else in the Mavs organization takes the time to really recognize that this is their moment. Mm-hmm. They have been waiting for this or excited about this for so long. And it's really about them. It's not about us. Exactly. Okay? It's, it's not, not about us. It's all about the experience. But I agree with you there because it's like to give these people these experiences is just so cool to be a part of. So funny sometimes when you have the little kids, like as soon as they get on the court, oh. they're just looking up and not realizing how big these players are like how tall they are so it's super cool and I'm so glad to be more involved with pregame I didn't know all that stuff went down you know I've never been involved in pregame so I've watched it but I didn't realize that there were so many cool things going on it's awesome because you get to kind of know the refs the refs come in and out every game and I think that's one of like my favorite parts too is just getting to know the refs and kind of saying hey back in Dallas you know just something cheesy but it's cool I know. It's so funny. You know what else is really cool too is the fact that in Dallas, there's so much stuff going on and it's, it's not necessarily just your NFL or your NBA or NHL, but we also have a huge momentous thing going on right now in Fort Worth, the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, which is also a huge production, great entertainment team over there. I've been watching it now. I think it's like 15 or 16 performances. So that's every single day, twice a day. So there's a ton of performances that go on over there. A lot of work goes into a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Such an incredible thing to see. And you got to see it actually for the first time in person last night. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell me about what you thought of the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo because guys, I'll tell you my involvement after she tells her story, but it's pretty cool. So I want to hear like from a fan perspective what it was like. Yes. So it was different. I've never experienced anything like that. To be honest, I've been to the Houston Rodeo before a couple times. So kind of familiar with like the things that do happen. Happen. But this was my first time at Dickie's Arena and it was the biggest night. They, they night. take home, yeah, the final night. So it's all the top performers and it is unbelievable just how they're able to, you know, direct the show. You have like the bull riding. I'm trying to think yeah. of the names. You, guys, you have you got cowboys and all the athletes and the cowgirls, but then you have a whole yes. nother element, which is the animals. So you have so much that goes on in the production of a rodeo. It's insane. Continue. It's insane. There's like one thing happening at this end, then all of a sudden the next end, the animals are moving around this end. And just how they coordinate the animal movement by itself is unbelievable. I was telling Allie, my favorite thing was when the girls come out and they go around these little barrels. <laughs> the barrel racing. The barrel racing. That's it. They go around the barrel racing. That was one of my favorite events. And then the bull riders. 
insane. I mean, on the edge of your seat, insane. It's such a show. It's so interesting. And you know me, my production mind is like, what all are they doing? Not only that, they have great lighting. They have a huge video board. They have a lot of moving pieces. I enjoyed it. I was nervous during the um, bull racing, but bull racing. Oh, (laughs) bull riding. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Lordy. You guys. I'm learning, guys. I'm learning. Okay, but here's the cool thing is my husband was actually there last night too because we raise bucking bulls. So it's a whole side of me we haven't got to talk about yet on the It's a Lot Y'all podcast, but I feel like we'll dabble in it just for a minute. So we so raise cool. yeah, we raise bucking bulls that then go to like the PBRs and the big rodeo events like Fort Worth. We also go to the stockyards, support with stockyards on the weekend, which is a weekly rodeo. So Corey, my husband is super busy with all that. He was there last night. He had two bulls in the short round, which the short round is basically your final round. So it's all the best of the best from the entire rodeo, then compete against each other for the top prize. So he had two bulls out, which is great. They, they bucked really well. Um, neither cowboy ended up making an eight second ride. So no scores, but that's okay. Corey's, you know, really happy with the performance of the bulls, but it's so exciting to see someone like you that I know go to a rodeo and just really enjoy the bull racing, (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) the bull riding. Um, a yeah. highlight of the night was the yeah. bull riding and then the bell racing with the girls. That's right. just my favorite. And who you just told me at the beginning of this podcast, who lives across the street from you? Oh, yeah, I know. The world champ barrel racer lives across the street from me. So, yeah, she's so talented. She was there last How night. You cool. saw her run. Her name is Jordan Briggs. She's awesome. Another Tollerite. That's what we call people from Toller, which is the little small <laughs> town I live in, population 600. So, yeah, we are just like, we're just pumping out superstars out here in Toller, though. So, yeah, congrats to her. She ended up fourth last night. Um, she has a great horse named Rolo. He lives across the street from me, too. So, I'm, we got the bucking bulls on one side of the street and the horses on the other side and they're you know chitty chatting amongst themselves plus my donkey so every cool. once in a while he gets he, he, my donkey need- runs with the bucking horses <laughs> we're gonna have to post a um picture or video of the donkey on the podcast for yeah. sure yeah we'll post marty marty the donkey he's he's awesome and hilarious and i, I again i'm just so excited that you got to go to the rodeo and experience it all was that so fun so it fun. was and, so fun yeah. and it's so cool to know that like you're so tied to it so i couldn't wait this morning to share my experience with Allie because I I knew her husband was probably there, but I didn't realize that y'all had two of the bulls. Like, how cool is that? But it's so crazy. The bulls are insane. At the end, I do want to say this because it was it was the coolest moment. There's this guy who is like a I mean we need to get him for halftime, like a halftime show at the Mavs. Like, what a halftime that would be. This guy like eggs on the bull with his red flag, and the bull is full on charging at this guy and as soon as the bull reaches the guy he flips over the bull yeah he literally flips over the bull like <laughs> i don't know how he does it talk about on the edge of my seat i mean can we pull them for the mavs for a yeah, halftime know, show right? y'all the bull the craziest part and last thing was the bull <laughs> literally was standing there and all of a sudden the bull's like um, what With do you call paw, this? Like pawing the dirt. Yes. Yeah. Pawing the dirt. Like you can tell he's getting ready. He's like, I am about to attack. <laughs> then the bulls charge in. This guy's flipping over. I'm like, this is crazy. You guys, guys got to check out the rodeo. You guys, you guys check out the rodeo. It'll be back next year. It's over now. But you guys got to also check us out on YouTube if you're not watching already, because you can see the on-camera version of how this is all breaking down. <laughs> Nicole is pawing at the air. You guys, I can't believe it. it 
It is another episode of It's a Lot, y'all, in the books. Yay! Yay! I know. Thank y'all so much for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already, please follow us on social media at It's a Lot, y'all. We're on all the places. Our favorite place to be right now is Instagram, a little bit of TikTok. Nicole and I are both there answering your questions, getting involved, all the things. We're so excited that you are listening. Thank you so much. Please, the number one thing for us is to hit that little subscribe button on the podcast if you're listening on Spotify or if you're on Apple Podcasts. There's a little plus sign in the upper right. Hit that button. We love you guys so much and we shall see you next week. Bye-bye. 